0: Okay. good afternoon, everybody and welcome. Thanks for joining us on the first talk in my career, my journey series featuring successful women from our sector who will be sharing their stories, their insights and their tips. I'm delighted today to welcome Lynn Tompkins. Some of you may well know Lynn because she's one of our fabulous mentors that's been working with um, Skills4 for over 10 years lynn actually has a 20-year career history within our stem sector operating at ministerial and board level so she brings a wealth of experience and expertise and you may not all know that she actually has been instrumental in helping me launch skills for so back in 2006 when i was unknown and trying to establish a business around gender diversity lynn offered her encouragement her support and access to what she will refer to and refers to everybody as her incredibly valuable network to help me set the business up in the first place. So it's been wonderful to see Lynn. She's in the office today. We're in separate rooms. Lynn's being filmed for an award that we're not allowed to talk about yet. Um, But it has been hilarious because I walked out to go and get a coffee and I saw the cameraman following just her feet. Now, anybody who's met Lynn will know about a love of heels and shoes. So he was filming her feet walking down the office and I've said to Lynn, you want to be careful that's not for personal use. (laughs) Anyway, I digress. Thank you for joining us and it's lovely to have you here today. Welcome, Lynn. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Yes, uh, it was. It was. It's probably the best bit about me, my feet. So there we go.
0: (laughs) Okay, so if we start with some of the questions we've had in, then that would be wonderful. Um, So you've obviously had an extensive career working in the STEM sector. And do you feel you've ever experienced bias unconsciously or consciously and how did you handle it?
1: Yes, I think like probably everyone on uh, this session will have experienced bias at some time, consciously and unconsciously. And mainly in the situation where people presumed if I was at a meeting with uh, a man that I was the junior person and I was the secretary. So I always approached it calmly, took the opportunity to explain my role and what I did in the business that gave them a little time to recover, because often people are embarrassed if they make an assumption and therefore it always led on to a far more positive discussion. So calm is definitely
0: the way to approach it. Fantastic, um, and also certainly, if you don't mind me saying, there you know there was a story once where you were at the photocopy. Would you mind sharing that? Because it always makes me laugh. Yes.
1: So um, I was in uh, my operations office, and my Midlands manager, Peter, was recruiting for business development people for the West Midlands and they were coming in and out the corridor for interviewing and I was taking advantage to do some photocopying and a guy leaving from his interview stopped and he said, excuse me, what's Peter like to work for? So I said, well, I couldn't really tell you because Peter works for me, but I'm sure he's fine. And the man looked really shocked and mortified, but he did get the job. So (laughs) I didn't
0: say anything into Peter about that. Fantastic. So bias alive and well, but your advice is be calm. Absolutely. Challenge with
1: kindness. Yes, because we're all biased in some way, everyone yeah. consciously or
0: unconsciously. Absolutely. Really, really good advice. So obviously you, pay, you play a huge role at skills um championing diversity, supporting women. What do you love about the role in particular?
1: Delivering the programme. When you deliver the programme, you see people really recognise how good they are, grow into what's possible for themselves and then just have a plan and to know where they're going. That's the most rewarding thing. And if in like six months time you get that email that says, oh, Lynn, I wanted to let you know I've got my promotion, I've got that new job, I've achieved my goal.
0: It's it's like my firework moment, never mind theirs. It's just brilliant. Fantastic, I'm sure you get plenty of those. We certainly get lots of comments into the office. And I think as well, loving your job's key. Have you had any rubbish jobs, any great jobs? What does it have? What change does it have on you as an individual? Yeah, I've had some
1: jobs that didn't inspire me that were a bit boring. Luckily, I was. I didn't have to do them for very long. It, it's, there's nothing like smiling when you know you're going to work that's what we all want a job that we're looking forward to getting in there to doing the work
0: fantastic and I said at the start of the call how when I was setting up skills for you gave me access to your network which is a huge help and I know of all of the mentors you are always saying network visibility network visibility so for people on the call you know what would be your your e-messages in this, this area. So yes, I, I,
1: everyone who's, who has contact with me knows networking is important and I will say everyone can network. If you have a social life and you can talk to people, you can network. So take every opportunity. Meetings are brilliant opportunities to network and in the world of post-COVID, people dial in not early, Whereas if you were going to a meeting, you'd get there five minutes early, you'd have a chance to chat to people, always have some great questions to ask. How's your weekend? How's your project going? You know, how are things in the team? So getting there five minutes early is an easy win to be visible, to make connections with people. Always set aside some time every week. What's a good time for you to make 10 phone calls to just reconnect with people? Always be ahead of the time with your customer. Speak to the customer. Is everything okay? What are your priorities for me going forward? Customers love to be um, to be looked after, to be proactive, so every opportunity. To make a connection with someone and normally if you ask things of an individual they'll ask questions back of you which gives you time to talk about your project your work what you're doing and a positive image expands your network like nothing else so you have to plan for it you have to set time aside for it and you have to grasp every opportunity.
0: Fantastic. I should also say, if you have any additional questions for Lynn, please pop them in the chat and I'll monitor that. If we look at networking as well, it's fair to say, I mean, since I met Lynn, she seemed to be a natural networker, not so much me. And I think like most things, The more you do it, the better you become at it. And I'm better at networking now, but I do remember about 10 years ago, I was at a networking event in Claridge's and I'd called Lynn from the toilets for the third time. And she just said to me on the phone, right, you've paid for a babysitter. You've paid for a trade ticket. You're there. Get out of the toilet and just go and network. And I said, what do you mean network? And she said, you just walk around the room. You make eye contact with somebody And you introduce yourself so I said that's fine so I walked around the room made eye contact with somebody introduced myself then I had a bit of a oh my god what do you do when you want to get away but as I gathered the worst thing from that event Lynn I told you somebody else had clearly had the same advice so they were walking around the room but they were walking directly behind me and I turned around and the woman said I'm not following you So I have to
1: tell you, I tell that story to my my people on the course that you phoned up and
0: and you're a brilliant networker now. Yeah. So stick at it. If you hate it, stick at it. Absolutely. Um, Brilliant. Thank you. Um, Obviously, you deliver the Empower programme and you love delivering that training. Tough one. What would you say is your favourite tool and why? And it is a tough one. But I think the one,
1: two, three is a brilliant process. You can't really go wrong with it. It makes you think about what's my desired outcome, whether that's going into your PDR. Do you have a list of the challenges you want, the opportunities you want? the training and development you want and then you think about, you know, your clarification question and your strongest point. So it's a great process for me. It's you might not always get what you want as you ask for it, but at worst you're leaving your manager with knowledge of what you would like. And invariably they're going to try and sort it for you. So it's very much about asking for stuff being clear on your desired
0: outcome and planning yeah excellent and something to be fair certainly women coming into the empower program or guys coming into the thrive program i'd say that's something that they're not actually used to doing to being clear and, and putting what they want out there um as a lovely geordie mentor then you have a an expression up in the northeast around this do you want to expand
1: and we do. Yes, we we have a, a great saying that um, you, some of you might not even I, I need to sort of unravel it, but shy Ben's getting out, which means, you know, quiet children don't get anything. So I always encourage my son to ask. He wasn't always going to get. But if he didn't ask, I would never know what it was he wanted. And it's he has it now as a charcoal uh, drawing on on the wall of his apartment. So it's ask 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 there's nothing wrong with asking you show your ambition you show that you're striving for
0: success it's got to be a positive we all want ambitious people in our team fabulous so just as a recap then if it's been a while for you the one two three one clarify the other right. person's position two state your strongest point three shyburn's getting out Ask for what you want, be clear on your desired outcome. Absolutely. It's a great, great process to follow. OK, and then being on the other end, Lynn, having, you know, being the person who is being asked all the time, being a leader of people, leading other leaders in your 20 years, as you look across your experience, what do you think are the qualities of a really good leader?
1: So I think the, the most important one is honesty. Honesty, integrity and then a passion for your work, because the honesty bit means that you will um, communicate well with your team. You'll make sure that they know what's required and you'll pick up if people are struggling. So good communication comes from being honest. You know, we've got this challenge. These are the parameters. This is what we've got to do. So you've got to be clear the integrity to stick to what you've you've shared with people and then the passion. If you're not passionate, you can't expect your people, your team, your division to be passionate. They've got to know it's important to you and that they're important to you. You want them to be
0: successful. Brilliant, really, really good advice. We've got a timely question actually in from Janine. Janine, if that's not your name, I apologize without my glasses on or my magnifying glass, I'm not the best on chat. But it does say, Lynn, how do you deal with sharing your role and responsibilities with a new group or team to ensure you are clear and that you're in charge, but collaborative? So it's that fine line. You're still in charge, but you're collaborating. So it's really important to talk
1: about your role, just what I say, you know, my role here in this team is to do this, this, and this. Your role is this and this and this. And we need to communicate closely. So you, you make sure everybody knows communication is fine. They can ask for things, they can raise if they've got a problem, that you are approachable, but it's people need to know what their role is. Else, how do they know if they're successful? And they need to know that you're there to support them, to develop them and to help them be successful.
0: Brilliant. OK, thank you. Um, we have a question also here, which is a brilliant one. I'm actually really interested to hear the answer right. to this. Lynn, do you ever experience imposter syndrome or have doubts? And if so, how do you deal with it?
1: So I, I certainly have. And I think it was when I made the, the, the step up to be a director. So there was a bit about, um, oh, you know, am I really up for this? Can I can I mix it in the boardroom? And actually, Jane, you you helped me at at the time, um, which was to have a post it. I deserve my promotion. I really know my stuff. So the post it's a great way to, you know, reaffirm you deserve to be here.
0: Fantastic. uh,
1: And that was before imposter syndrome had a name but that was to you know tell yourself yeah you got the you got the job
0: absolutely i think most people on this call can relate to when somebody spoke about imposter syndrome we all went thank god it's got a name it's not just me (laughs) okay um and then in terms of your career have you ever had a mentor or a coach and how did you benefit Yes. So
1: from being a director, I had a mentor and a coach. Uh, it's it's a no brainer as far as I can see. So everybody can have a mentor. Right. And I, I wish I had had a mentor much earlier in my career, but nobody ever mentioned it. You know, I've been around a while. So, you know, mentors were are, are fairly recent. But yeah. Find someone you admire or does the job you want or, you know, you you really like their professional style and approach them. You know, what's not to like about getting somebody else's experiences, understanding how they got where they were and they might have a very different approach or perspective on things. And that's always really good data to have um, as you're deciding on a pathway. So it's a no brainer and it's
0: it's beneficial for both parties absolutely and there's also um just a shout out to claire kia who's done a fantastic job of keeping on top of the skills for website and she's writing now every two weeks a blog um and she's done one on imposter syndrome and she has done one on the benefits of being a mentor and a mentee so there's lots of new fresh content around the tools of the program going on to our website and she's also bringing building working on an alumni area as well. So there's lots more to come. Um, What about setbacks in your career? A question that comes up really often, Lynn, is around resilience. We all have days when we think, why the hell am I bothering? How do you pick yourself up and keep going? so so if you have a major setback, it's always
1: good to. Pause and review why that happened, because we often blame ourselves. And sometimes we have a setback that's got nothing to do with what we've done. You know, I have been made redundant really early on in my career, which just happened. Um, so it's good to review, to not beat yourself up about it, and then to move on. But to have learned from it, so you know, we learn, I think, a lot more from our mistakes than we ever do from things that go really well. So that helps build resilience because you remember, well, I survived this. So this is going to be, you know, okay. And I love the book that we recommend, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway, because that helps you visit all of the kinds of things that could go wrong. And the biggest thing is, you know, you'll handle it. If you think you can handle it, then you're not scared.
0: Yeah. And obviously, Lynn and I go back a long way. When I recommended Lynn read that book, seriously, she sent me five grand. I still don't know what she read in the book. I've reread the book to think and she wouldn't take it back. What did you take from that book, Lynn?
1: Well, no, it was all because one of being a single parent, um, fear of not being able to pay the bills was was a big issue. And, it, you know, in the book, it
0: sort of says you'll deal with it. Yeah. Can I just point out to everybody, this wasn't when she was a young single parent <laughs> and I said, thank you very much. And if you haven't done so already, I suggest you buy the book for somebody, maybe Lynn. But no, it is. That's what I love about the programme. The further reading list is growing as well. The TED Talk is growing because it's a journey, isn't it? We can always learn more, be better.
1: Oh, absolutely. And we've got we've got some great additions that have come in over, you know, recently.
0: Yeah fantastic and then another question that's come in is what advice would you give your younger self I know you're great at helping other people me lots of women on this call but if you looked back at yourself maybe when you were 25 30 at the start of your career what would you say I would probably say take
1: take more risks so I might have stayed in a safe job Because I was a single parent and there was that, you know, fear of, do I go for that? Suppose I'm hopeless. So, you know, take take a
0: few more risks, take that leap, step outside your comfort zone is probably what I would say. Fantastic. Well, we're only scheduled 20 minutes, so you know that comes to the end of my questions, Uh, looking at the comments coming in, Sophie, I missed which book it was. Please could you type it in the chat? Um, Yeah, we will do that. Loving the pills of wisdom from Lynn, as always. I'll type that in the chat, Sophie. I, I hope that was because of the book and not the five grand. Um, and then we've got Natasha. How do you find the energy to keep developing and progressing your career, especially when you've already achieved success?
1: Because I love it, because there's nothing like doing a job that you love that, I, as I said earlier, you get up in the morning and it's 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 exciting on the people you're gonna see, the people you're gonna work with, delivering the programs just
0: fantastic. Brilliant. Any more questions for Lynn? Otherwise I think that's a great place to leave. Brilliant. Fantastic. Lynn, thank you very much for your time to everybody else on the call. I hope you found this first session really useful and I'm looking forward to you joining me next month when I will be chatting to Deborah Nutt, a senior leader at Arcadis. Deborah is a chartered civil engineer and also the global gender affinity group chair for the business. She's passionate about diversity and engineering and I'm looking forward to hearing more about Deborah's career and her story on the 18th of November. Thank you everybody for joining.
1: Yeah, Deborah's brilliant. She did the
0: programme a while ago, didn't she, Jane? Yeah. Thank you very much for joining us. Have a great afternoon, everybody.